1: My name is Aram. My pronouns are he, him, and welcome back to God's Fall.
2: My name is Michael. My pronouns are he, him. I play Zion Preet, the newly arisen god of force.
3: My name is Doug, and my pronouns are he and him. And I play Doro Knot, the newly arisen god of travel.
4: My name is Joe. My pronouns are he, him. And I play Lord Haldir Loran, the newly arisen god of war.
5: My name is Kelly. My pronouns are she, her, and I play Rina Follival, the arisen god.
1: So you guys were going to save Caleb. You'd all boarded on Steelbeard, you rode out, you got around Ryland, and you were confronted by Grandma Strike Team and recently undead a brother. When you got past that, you sailed for several days. What are you all doing?
2: I had gone over with Haldir plans. We had a whole, like, board session where we, like, worked out what our best tactics would be. Hanging out with Para a bit.
1: Planning, check. Cuddles, check.
2: Cuddles, check. And then also, of course, working on my batteries, trying to get that all done. If I worked constantly the whole time, we'd have X amount of batteries done by the time we got to Skyhaven, so that we'd all have like our remote devices to be able to use. So that was my training exercise was to get those batteries done. And in the process, I was sort of letting Haldir in more on um, like the process. wasn't being completely forthcoming, but I was at least like letting him get the 101 basics of how this is done. Because at the end of the day, like I'd rather him know about it than nobody, because I'm the only one that does.
1: And also like Zion, your suspicion is just topped out by your pride.
2: Exactly. You want
1: to talk about this.
2: He needs the audience. And like, at this point, Haldir is the only person he knows that would appreciate what he's doing. Like Pera's like, oh, that's so cool, you know, but like, that's nice, dear, but like. <laughs> two people on the
1: boat care. Para really cares, but has no ability to understand what you're talking about. He's very focused and he tries to pay, but you can just see the eyes glaze over, like two sentences in. Haldir's very interested. And understands.
2: Dora couldn't give a shit. Rena and uh, Automil, like, are worried about the danger of it all. That's good. I'm glad we have it. But, like, you know, whatever. It's not made out of a stick, so I don't care. Um,
1: and, uh, <laughs> I, can uh, I damn. shoot it? Does it power my bow? No? <laughs> right. All right. Nice job, Zion, I guess.
2: Right, right, right. So, anyway, father of Zionics.
1: by the time you would get to a skyhaven you, would, you you would have made one battery for every individual so what are you doing with them
2: well we, we charge each battery with uh, with our divine energies and okay. then we 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 slip each other a battery of opposite choice so like for instance I give uh, Doro a, a force bolt uh, uh, Rena gives Joe or, sorry Rena gives Haldeer like a luck or whatever, okay. you know, something like that, so that we all have one power uh, of, you know, of the, you know, or a firebolt from para to Dora something. Like that.
1: On your last day of travel, you'll reach Skyhaven by this evening. Zion gathers all of you on the deck of steel beer. And He's got all these vials, and he lays them all out, and he starts to walk you through the process of how to put a divinity into them. It's just like bridging. Once he shows you, it's very easy for you all to accomplish. You've all done this before. And especially doing it together, it seems even easier. The fact that you're all bridging together, that you're all participating in this activity as a team, somehow makes the act of bridging that much easier. Harrisville has a little sun in it. Automules has a little silver bolt that's moving so quick you can barely see it. Haldir's is just opaque. And if you hold it up to your ear, you can hear marching and horns and screams.
2: All right, everybody, let's stand in a circle. So let's randomly stand in a circle. Pass your bolt to a person on your left. Wait, 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 wait. Otomeo's
1: wait. <laughs> like, should we not... Perhaps consider this a bit more. What would be more useful for others? I've, I've done it. <laughs> <laughs> and the the the
2: person on my right, I'm
1: now <laughs> grabbing it from. <laughs> and I was like, no, wait, wait, hang on. Hang on wait. Like, okay, fine. And this you know, hands it over.
2: Okay, so let's uh, randomize who has what. So, um... All right. Okay.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I really, Honestly.
3: I'm really
2: surprised. Okay, yeah. I, I think it'll give it some flavor, but also, like, it gives us, like... Because we could, like, plan each route before we do it, but, like, it's going to be, in the fog of war, it's not going to matter. Yeah. Like, uh, no, we're that's gonna, a really good point. You know, yeah. we just need to be able to have something extra that we didn't have before that they don't expect us to have. Um, whatever it is. Because it, we could all just say, well, I really want parrots, right? You know, <laughs> there, I have a
1: fireball. Right. I really you want know. a fireball. I see, yeah, what fuck you. I see what you're saying.
0: Yeah, but, like,
1: <laughs> yeah, right? So there's seven of you, right? No, I'm counting myself. There's six of you. I'm so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I'm literally counting me. Yeah, like, I'm on the deck. Because Torvik right. isn't with
2: us. Only Chris is right. left. So it's now just uh, Doro, Haldir, Rina, Atomiel, Para, Zion. I can't think of anybody else. We're not leaving out an NPC that's been hiding somewhere, have we?
1: No. Yeah. No, we're not. Okay, Michael, you're number one. Doug, you're number two. Joe, you're number three. Kelly, you're number four. Para's number five and uh, automobile is number six. So Michael, roll a die six, and if you get you, roll again.
2: No, I say everybody pass it one over. So I, number one, will pass to number two. Oh, who I is was just saying, okay. Who is number two? Who is Me. number two? Is, number two is Doug. Doro, you now have a force bomb. Okay. Uh, one use of the power of force, okay? And Doug, you just passed yours to Joe. Hello. Haldir, you now have uh, one teleportation. You can blip once. Blink. Blink, yeah. You can blink once. Yeah. Haldir normally would have objected to this because there was no thought put into it, but
4: having teleportation <laughs> is extremely useful.
1: Right. So that's fine. <laughs> you start
2: to pro- You're like, wait a minute. shouldn't. Well, actually, oh, wait, no, I this kinda is kinda fine. Like this yes. One.
1: This works out great. Thank you.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then um, Haldir passes his, uh, Just his battery. He's killing a gun. <laughs> Kelly. Oh, God. Kelly, you now have a gun, okay? One use of a modern weapon. You can
1: summon any one of his modern weapons. Yeah, that's what you'd be able to do. So it's
4: pistol, uh, revolver, rifle, and shotgun.
1: And then once it's out of bullets, it's out of bullets, unless you hand it to him to be reloaded. Actually, no, I think once it's out of bullets, it would just vanish because- Yeah, it would just vanish. It's the, the battery, battery. It on. Yeah, one yeah. use. Yeah.
2: Rina, you pass yours on to Para. Para now is lucky.
1: Para is giddy. Para, is like, like, very, very carefully, takes it from you and holds it in his hand, and his eyes are almost watering. He's so I, happy to have I, I, this.
5: I can make another one, Para.
1: <laughs> and then Para passes his on to Artem. Closes his hand, and the light, all light, for a moment, seems to dim just slightly as he focuses the power of the sun into this gem which is now almost too hot to touch and he hands it to Oatmeal Oatmeal touches it on like the very edges and he looks at it for a moment and he looks down at his quiver and you already know he's like i'm going to make this into an arrow like that like you can see it in his eyes like this is going to be an arrow and then Oatmeal uh, then just snaps his fingers and his glows with this silvery light, and he hands it to Zion.
2: And, uh, yes, I'm ready to be fast. So I'll be first to act, which is great, so I can crush Grabby Hands' eyes. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <Okay>. <laughs> Between, like, obviously, like, regular just Doro hijinks uh, and, like, watching, sort of, like, always kind of keeping an eye on the on the horizon and stuff... Uh, my next big, like, project is figuring out how to make that that symbol smaller so I can, like, put it on a piece of paper and then just hand someone that and be like, go over there. Ah. And now I'm with you. Now
1: I can just appear at you. A teleportation circle has strict, surprisingly strict rules in the D&D books, and it has to be a 10-foot inlaid with silver permanent thing on the route.
2: Yeah, but I have a question. Who made those rules? The old that's gods. Fair. That's so if we're fair. new gods, couldn't we like work out a way if we worked hard enough and thought about it to make new rules? See, that's the difference between us and like, like uh, a magician. Like we're not magicians. We're fucking godlings. Like there's a reason yeah. for that. So yeah. maybe not over three days, but like, yeah.
1: Definitely as you get more powerful.
2: Um, no, this uh, is a long
3: term project. This is the long term one. So when it's like, what are you doing, Dora? Well, I
1: do my stuff, but also the circle thing. I would say two things. One, will you be able to do it? Yes. Two, you can get there faster by shortcutting with what Zion's working on. So with Zion's batteries, you can shortcut all these things. You can get a little more powerful because of the what he's working on. Once he gets it to the point where it's just absorbing Divinity-like Solar panels, right? Because divinity is mm. everywhere. You just have to capture enough of it, like a rain catcher, and then funnel it in. Once he can get that done, and you guys can build a big enough and powerful enough battery, you guys could use that to then advance your abilities and get more powerful. You could like, you can make <laughs> a smaller teleportation circle if there was a big enough divine battery helping power it.
3: Right. I definitely would not put that together. He would have to tell me that. Yeah,
1: exactly. Right. Well, it's more
3: trial and error than anything. I just keep doing these things over and over until something works.
1: It's just, they're just 18 circles, <laughs> just all different kinds all over the place. Red lines knocking each one together. Doro hasn't slept in three days. Hair's all up. Caffeine just pouring through him as he drinks one hot cocoa after the next. <laughs> you
0: really should sleep, Doro.
1: I'm
3: so (laughs) close. Just leave me alone.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What has Haldir been doing during this time?
4: So, Haldir is spending a lot of his time uh, learning to make the batteries, and using those batteries, he wants to try to figure out how to create a camera
2: of some kind.
1: You have the spare empty battery, right? Yes.
4: I think so.
2: Because I took it He does, yeah. He took it earlier. Yeah. Yeah. And I sort of let him have it as a power move of like...
1: Yeah, I remember that. You just kind of tossed it back at him. Here you go. (laughs) I don't need it. Yeah. All right. I would like you, Joe, to roll me... uh, I would like you to roll me three skill rolls that I'm going to allow you to pick. And I want you to tell me how those skills help you figure out this battery. First
2: is Arcana. So I have a plus five to that. Awesome. I rolled a two. A seven. If, if he's like being earnest and like helping me out while I'm doing this, then I would help him with this. So, okay. roll that advantage maybe.
1: Absolutely. So go ahead and roll again, Joe. Okay. This is an 18. Uh, Michael, explain how Zion helps Haldir get this.
2: Haldir understood the basic concept, and I had to explain that how my predecessors had believed that it had something to do with the size of the battery, but it has absolutely nothing to do with that. It has everything to do with surface area and the ability for different surfaces to have greater tension between divine energies. And if he is able to like focus his divine energy in just a certain sort of way, we use like certain reagents to be able to hold it in a gel-like form. you know, and I explained to him the various, uh, the methods that we have used. And perhaps Haldir has something, some magical items that would help because I'm running low on plant horn. So, uh, like if you have like any magical items now might be the time to experiment with them. And yeah, it's, Painstaking and laborious, but like that's what you have to do. You take one little test tube by at, at a time, and you test the the the, the uh, concentration, and you reduce concentration, and raise concentration, and mark it down, and like uh, rigorously work on this. It's not a simple matter of like, oh, there it is. You know, uh, we're gonna make it look like it was oh, there it is. But like, what it really is is uh, work. We spend a whole day doing that.
1: You guys haven't like had a friendly relationship, I would say.
2: Uh,
1: After working together on this, how do you think your characters are beginning to feel about each other?
4: I think from Haldir's perspective, um, a little bit more, I don't know, respect. I mean, in general, I think that um, Zion's the only one that Haldir's respected, even a little bit out of the group, because he's the only one that seems to be the actual person who understands the stakes. Right. So, um, but especially after this, like it's clear he has value. Precisely.
2: I would say from Zion's perspective, like he's wary. He knows that probably there's more going on to this elf than anything else. He's intelligent and knows what he's doing. He has some knowledge of the old time, but before the fall, so he understands a bit about magic, yeah. stuff that Zion's only learned about theoretically and through practice, never through praxis. And so to be able to see somebody who can actually do that or has has access to that, Haldir used to be in
1: magic school in a giant magic temple.
2: Remember that? Right, exactly. I mean, now Zion may not know all that, but maybe even passing, yeah, he may have mentioned that he studied. Oh, I also I understood this from the spire.
1: Right? Haldir is 100% the dude that constantly tells people he went to Harvard.
2: Right oh the spire and so they may have had a little conversation while they're you know tinkering with batteries and so zion would have learned that 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 perhaps i don't know if you wanted to reveal that but it doesn't like hurt the character to say so 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 how much would you share Hall dear? well we're not going to
4: get into um too many specifics but especially you know if if zion is willing to uh, explain what he's doing or is you know able to talk about it i want to make sure he's not going to treat me like i like I'm a five year old, right? Yeah. Like, I have some background, some understanding, and right. so I'm going a little bit into detail of um, about the education that I've received.
2: If, if Haldir gave a bit of his CV and I like understood, okay, well, he, he studied <laughs> it, right, you know, right, you know right, fair exactly. enough, you know, so that gives me a shorthand. I don't have to like, you know, do battery 101 with him or magic 101, like, he's, he's got it, so yeah, uh, we can get into more esoteric things that we're working on, anyway. Four hours
1: in, Para shows up with like a little tray. He's got cheeses and like some waters, and he's like, Hey guys, you're studying hard? You're like, yeah, yeah, thanks, Paris. Like, okay. <laughs> he drops it off oh, and just kind of,
2: <laughs> Long suffering, Para. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I guess. I'm such a bad boyfriend. No, you're fine. Listen, no, no, no. Listen, (laughs) listen. You don't like you just get distracted
1: You get into something. Para can't really participate. So he goes upstairs and plays with Oinkers. He's good. He's totally, totally good. Oinkers is gone. He goes upstairs and be sad. No, I'm sorry. No, no. We'll hang.
0: We'll hang.
5: We'll hang. It's okay.
1: He goes upstairs and hangs out with Rita. They're buds. He's good. Para's a whole person now. He's got his own thing going. He's all set. Yeah. So what are the other two rolls you would make? And why would you make them? Uh
4: um, insight? Or is that like does that make sense? Insight does make sense in this particular
1: case, and I'll tell you why after you roll it.
4: Uh that's a nat twenty. <laughs> okay.
1: But what's the last one that you would do? Probably like perception. Yeah, roll that. Absolutely. That's
4: uh, a um a seventeen and I have a
1: plus six, so twenty three you focus on that you you listen you are listening to zion zion's smart i mean he talks a lot and maybe you don't need all the info right because it's like a lot of like detail that that you weren't like looking for but like everything you need he explains in perfect detail and walks you through it like zion's patient know he is dating para but zion, <laughs> zion is a patient teacher and you get it down and not only do you get it down you see very clearly how it can link to this camera and you've been saying camera but what it really is is just magical energy it's a very small portal that is allowing someone to look through it. And as you start to merge this, and you start to use all of your abilities and everything you've learned, you realize you can just bridge these two things together. You can just link this energy to this battery. And when you push them together for a moment, you can see straight back into the iron wood. And this old wild elf woman's eyes pop open and then you're disconnected. <laughs> Freaking Hagans. And you have this battery now, any place you put it will be a camera. And that battery has enough energy in it to basically be residual. So you place this somewhere and for one year, you will have a camera there that you can connect to no matter what distance you are from it, as long as you're on the same plane of existence. Cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you rolled That's well. That's really
2: nice. That was yeah. a
1: really good time for you to roll well. Good job, Zion. Well done. All right. Actually, it was
2: Hollier, but yeah. <laughs> no, no,
1: no, because he wouldn't have gotten the far if he hadn't bailed you him out. Him, <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. So, and then Rena, what have you been doing over these three days?
5: Back when we were in. When we were like with the the animals or whatever, and we were buying magical items and things like that, Rena bought a clay pot.
1: You did buy a clay pot. You did. Yes. I did. Yes, I bought, bought a, a magical clay pot. clay pot.
5: Yeah. And so you like can grow it, and then it'll shatter. So Rena's gonna pull that out and water that, I assume.
1: In Steelbeard's bilge, in the bottom level of the boat, where there would normally be. Maybe some storage where water collects, where they pump out. Instead of that, about a third of it has been put aside for the laboratory. That's where Zion does all of his experiments. The other two thirds, it's swamps and everglades and ivy and jungle and tropical. And it's all concentrated in this one area, the center of which is the root of Steelbeard as his trunk grows down through all the decks and then spreads out to just envelop this whole area. And this bilge, this ecological wonderland, is where Steelbeard can then clean salt water to fresh water, create different herbs and spices for the cocos and various foods that he gives to you. It's the heart and the stomach of how Steelbeard operates and how the ship operates. And so Steelbeard just scoops up some of this incredibly rich mud that he's cultivated, and very gently plants your seed in your pot and hands it back.
0: Here you are, Rita. That's a good one. I believe they will grow to be a fine plant indeed.
1: So you take it back to the top deck, Make sure it's secure with a lot of sunlight. Watch over it very carefully its first day. On its second day, you see a tiny little sprout. By the third day, it's a full budding flower. What do you want your flower to be?
5: Ooh, can I make it... This is just a thing that I like. Can I make it be one of those red magic, like uh, the red spider lily things.
1: It grows far faster than it should. But on the third day, a couple hours outside of Skyhaven, you're on the deck with this perfect flower. As Para walks up and he's got like a little tray of like leftover food, and he kind of puts it away. And he's like, oh, hey, Rita, how are you? And he goes walking over. And as, he, and as he does, you hear a little tink, tink, and then a crack and the pot just shatters. And the whole flower just falls over, and the dirt's everywhere. And, oh, oh. and then, its leaves hit the deck, it pushes itself back up, the petal turns towards you, and it jumps to its feet, the roots rip out of the pot, it lands with its little plant feet, puts one hand to its chest in a salute to you.
6: My queen. <laughs> what? I live to serve. How may I help you? <laughs> How is this?
5: <laughs> Rena's just staring. Just, she's like... It's just taking it all in and then she turns to para and she's like are you seeing what i'm
1: seeing? just like stopped and is looking <laughs> right but right, right, it just nods to you yeah i do see the talking plant
5: yeah and i'm just looking at the plant and i'm like where did you come from
6: i do not know you have summoned me you have brought me to life i did not exist and now i do and i live to serve you my queen
5: it's just not what i expected for 20 gold I don't I don't know what she would even do. She just like she's so shocked. She does she is there anything that she's heard of like in her training of like magical stuff that would like she would know what this is? Or like
1: roll me either knowledge nature or knowledge arcana. There's no knowledge nature. Oh right. Thank you. There is nature. There is nature. There's just nature, not knowledge nature, yeah. Because I have a bad DM. Twenty-two you remember Hagant telling stories about little animated plants? Uh, the elves would create, you know, sometimes just for fun or just for decoration. Um, Also that, you know, you can, with magic, or at least with old magic, you can awaken a plant. You can bring it to life. You can give it consciousness and personality and mobility. That apparently is what has happened here.
5: Do I know that if, like, it'll stay around for, like, forever until it's...
1: That you don't know. Okay. As you're thinking that, though... He, like, leaps in front of you. He's he's about six inches tall, right? And he puts a little plant arm on your leg and stands in front of you and pulls out a thorn and holds it up to Para.
6: Do not trespass upon my queen.
1: And Para's like, (laughs) okay. And he puts his little tray down and he sits down and he looks at him and Para's very happy, but he's trying to be respectful. He's like, I won't and I'm very sorry. What's your name? Frowns and he looks back to Rena.
6: I do not have a name, my queen. Oh,
5: okay. We're gonna have to work on that. I'm just gonna say Buddy for now because you don't have a name.
1: Buddy. Buddy. No. no as soon as you say it, buddy. his eyes yeah. go wide. With like,
2: two D's. Buddy. For
6: like little bud. Buddy. Buddy. <laughs> bud. Yes. I am Buddy. Yes. My name is Buddy, and you shall not approach my queen.
3: Oh, bro. Did you
1: just replace Oinkers?
3: Is that (laughs) what is
2: happening right now? Oinkers was recast
1: as a little plant. As soon as Buddy understands that Para is a friend and the boat is a friend, Buddy quickly understands what is happening and turns to you and says,
6: it's obviously been a very long day, my queen. I shall patrol the boat. Call upon me if you need me.
1: Big huge flourish of a bow, takes his little thorn, wraps a vine around it to make a tiny little bow, and he goes on patrol. Little teeny feet. He'll make it around the boat in like a day. <laughs> <laughs> he is on patrol.
5: I, I inform him that there's like everybody else on the ship and that he shouldn't, you know, and things like that.
1: He's drawing very bad sketches of every person, but it's it's like close enough. Like it's like, yeah, that actually is their essence. He's like,
6: okay, I've got them down. Thank you, my lady.
1: A little like flap, 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 as little a plant feet <laughs> the deck.
5: She's like, it's a weird day.
1: The sprawling capital of Skyhaven rests at the foot of a massive plateau separating the public areas below from the royal palace and estates of the elite far above. Enemies of Brennus shattered their armies against her sheer cliffs for centuries before the airships of Gaul-Hadir soared past their battlements during the last Great War. The city serves as both trade hub and governing body for the kingdom, and is second in size and population only to the great island nation of Ani. A spring-fed lake, rich with minerals, flows down from the cliffs and into the Sapphire Bay. An inlet so deep and blue that some believe it to have no bottom. An abundance of life swirls about in these sparkling waters, enriching the coast and the people who live along it.
2: Kind of sad, because none of this is going to matter in about 20 minutes. <laughs> but go ahead and describe it before the gods <laughs>
1: Pre-crater, this is what <laughs> Skyhaven looks like. Yeah. <laughs> you all are still pretty far out from Skyhaven and these main canals, but already traffic is starting to get crowded. There are boats and flags from every country. You see Kadar, you see Ani, you see some royal vessels from Ryland. So right away, it already feels pretty exposed. Before you can react, the wood around you begins to creak. Steelbeard begins to slightly reform. Veins in the wood of Steelbeard begin to glow with the pink and purple energy of the astral realm. The sail lights up, its leaves fold in and seem to flow together into fabric. The wood dulls from its green color of the ironwood to more of a rust brown. And in a few minutes, you're just on a boat. Steelbeard has somehow masked himself to just look like any other boat.
0: Magic now.
1: His voice okay.
5: Changed too. <laughs> <laughs> I, was say, I was like, did he level up too?
1: He did. He leveled up. I gave him a level because he's he's been he's been a character too. He would get better. He was fundamentally changed when Golden Barrel resurrected him and brought him back to life. So he is a different creature than he was before.
2: Right. Well, essentially, Golden Barrel made a demigod of sorts. So
1: basically, yeah, that's exactly what Golden Barrel did. He made him the demigod of treants we ride him around like a boat. Yeah, well, which he's really happy with. He's yeah, what else friends. would he do? <laughs> right? He spent his whole life as a tree. He's had people living in him his entire existence. This is nothing new to, to uh, Steelbeard. You guys just talk back.
5: He just gained company.
1: Yeah. So as you guys are pulling around, Steelbeard is moving towards the main entrances of the canals. There's these huge gates. There's a tariff system. You guys will have to go through Official channels, but if you wanted to, he thinks he could just sail right up because he looks like any other boat.
2: No, Steelbeard, let's park off the coast. We're going to we're going to sneak into this city and deal with what we have to as quietly and quickly as we can. This may turn south, we all know it, but we have to do what we have to. We must save Caitlin. Skyhaven is sprawling.
1: If you park outside the city and head into it, you're talking about a day's journey. You can do it. But it's gonna take some time, and you're still gonna to have to go through like checkpoints. But, would well, guess, it, but what if Doro just teleports you and directly we have there, Doro. right?
2: Right. I forgot about that. I don't that. know. We're not like <laughs> level two warriors or something. So no, good point. He's like, well, then I could I could just sail past the coast, and Doro could just teleport you all. Then I could just circle around. That sounds like a plan, Stan. All right. All right. Power pose, everyone. Power pose.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <Let's> yeah.
2: Get, <laughs> get in the center of the boat.
1: Doro was able to see the path of the ship that Cyril and crew are on, and he saw where it was going, and he saw that it was going to Skyhaven. That's all you guys know. So Doro knows what the ship looks like, and you know that it's in Skyhaven. But
3: but I could just do the find the path thing to find to Caitlin. Caitlin.
1: Yes. No, we couldn't. Yes, we couldn't. now that we're right. at the city. I just you tried that so, before, okay, so it got here. to a point and it just shattered and went everywhere, remember? Wow. We're closer okay. now, no, maybe I don't. More. I don't remember anything, I'm sorry. So does Dora want to do his little find the path move? Uh, Yeah, okay,
3: so I turned to the rest of the group and uh, as, so what is Beer doing? Is he docking now or is he pulling around the coast? Basically passing the entrance, you have a clear view into the city
1: down the canal.
3: But I have to be on land to do this, right? I can't do it from the boat, can I?
1: Last time you did it, you were on I did land, do it from but the boat. it That's shot, ac- I out it it were shot
3: there. across oh, the water. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. A couple of levels. Okay, to go, well yes, I, but- then I don't say anything yeah. at all. I just I just do it. I just try <laughs> I to just, do it again. You
1: just you're a your little superhero like, pose, maybe, slamming well, your hand into the yeah. ground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then my eyes do this; they flare up with the astral. You were working on your little circles. So when you had this little aha moment, you just leapt up and did it right there. Not even yes. thinking about the fact that you were in the center of your teleportation circle. So when you slam your hand into the ground, at first, there's that bolt out where it just like goes searching, but it circles right back at you. And it slams into your little teleportation circle and it all glows. And for a moment, you see Caitlyn, you know she's forward like she's in the city and down and then there's like static and like the whole thing kind of like like magical energy fires up from the circle all around you lifts you like a couple feet off the ground before dropping you back down and your whole circle is kind of like smoking
3: i i know where they are they and i point in the direction of the into the city and down and i say it they're that way, but, but they're, and I start my arm starts going down, but they're,
1: they're like in it. I would like you to roll perception as you're looking in that direction.
5: As he does this, um, Rena grabs Buddy and like puts it him it it, it them in her hair. <laughs> you honor me, my queen. I shall guard your skull with my life. <laughs> this is like really hard for Rena because she's very independent. This is like really weird.
3: <laughs> she's a
4: now mother you're a mommy.
5: now. Yeah. yeah, you're a mommy now. I wanted to be a mom of <laughs> owlbears, and I got a plant, and I'm like, okay, this is You're gonna different. Have a little so,
3: forest family.
1: Yeah, as Buddy sits, but you know, kind of like tucked into your hair behind your ear, he's just very gently humming this song. And it's a song you used to sing when you were a kid. It's a song of the forest, and it's just this little pleasant hum. Like, it's perfect, it just puts your heart kind of at ease.
5: I'm glad I put my lo-fi on my Spotify.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my chill beats flower playlist. I love this one.
3: (laughs) I got a 24.
1: So as you're like, yeah, it's right over and you're focusing in and then you're like, wait a minute. And you see the back of the Arcadia. So you see the ship. It's parked about a mile down the canal.
2: The Arcadia is parked right over there. His uh, specific sp- spyglass uh, was something that Zion had created for him with the little uh, uh, gemstones that had been Cebu's eyes, and yeah. they can spot divinity. So that's part of it, too. So if he sees anything oh, yeah. divine, he oh, would yeah. be able to see, like, a glowing, like, oh, divine crap is happening over there, if, if that were the case.
1: There's like a mist a gentle mist rising from the deck. Like there's an afterglow. There was powerful divinity here recently.
2: All right, everyone, gear up. have
1: oh, you yeah. have guns now?
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right, so is everyone going? Is the whole team going? Fuck yeah. Hell we're,
2: yeah. We're bringing it, I we're bringing do it. it.
1: Okay, so Automil, <laughs> Para, ev- all right. Avengers assemble. And then, Doug, where do you want to appear?
3: The idea is to get into the city quietly.
1: I'm trying to think, though,
3: because if we can get into the rich people's place, I could steal a lot of stuff, too. That would be pretty cool. (laughs) Focus, Doro. uh, Anyway. Wait. But look. We know where they all live. Like, you don't even have to look. They're right up there. Anyway. We want uh, Beard to pull around to a place that's not one of the main entrances so we can enter stealthfully. Uh, it would be ideal if in some kind of way we pull up somewhere that's not an entrance that I can teleport all of us onto some kind of roof that's out of uh, view of anyone that would be on the ground
1: around the building, say,
3: like guards or
1: something. Where you see the Arcadia, it is in like a warehouse district towards the end of the canals. There's a bunch of buildings all kind of stacked up close to each other, and then there's little parts where like the canals just cut through them. So it's a very tightly packed Venice-like warehouse district. Plenty of places, frankly, to tuck you guys into,
3: yeah. Uh, Let's find a, a quiet place to dock that people aren't gonna ask questions. Maybe just leave us alone.
1: Oh, you don't know, have to dock. You're just gonna pop off and then and then Silver's just gonna keep going.
3: Oh, he's gonna stay. He's gonna see. Oh, okay, that's better. Okay. Uh well then i am He's I'm like your getaway a... car, right? Yeah. He's just ready okay, to go. So yeah. we just need an insertion point then. So I'm I'm looking for some place to teleport all of us up onto,
1: basically. There is a really good spot. There's like a four-level warehouse right next to a third level warehouse. So there's kind of like an overhang, mm-hmm. and there's this little like like not really balcony, but like top part on the on the, the roof. That's the like lower one. Yeah, right. it's like it's it's covered. It's in an alley. It's shaded. If Perfect. if yeah. if he just tax if Steelbeard just tacks right for just a minute, you can get right there.
3: Okay. Yeah. This I, Steelbeard, I need you to pull into that canal there, and I'm gonna get everybody, all of us. I look to everybody onto that balcony.
1: I can do that, Doro. Okay. Para, get your thumbs up. Everyone, stay close. And hold tight. We clasp hands. As Steelbeard whips his sails around and swings to port. You attack right. Hands, 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 hands. And then you just, do you have like a word you say when you teleport or you just go?
2: Abracadabra.
1: No, Jesus.
3: Uh, no, Razzle I dazzle. Pl- I was playing with... <laughs> I was playing with like power words and stuff there early on, but no,
1: just okay. Let's just do it.
5: (laughs) I I think it's more sporadic. Yeah, I'm just focused right
3: now.
1: (laughs) I. So you just vanish from where you are, all of you, and you've gotten used to this. You've all been teleported a couple times by Doro. Like it's like that. It's 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 that feeling when you go over a hill really fast and your stomach rises. So as you become nothing your stomach rises and then lowers again as you become real again where you're teleported and you're all just perfectly on this roof you're a little tucked in like you could just fall but you're all exactly where Doro wants you to be and you've got a clear view on the arcadia Uh, rena looks around
5: for guards and or anything suspicious
1: roll perception
2: me too i'm gonna be checking for divinity
1: okay roll perception as well
3: I would like to also look around and use my spyglass to see if I see
1: any kind of missed coalescence. Kelly, what did you get? Twenty-eight. Twenty-eight. There's no one here. That boat Eightfold. is definitely abandoned. There's no one on it. There's a there's a couple candles that are there's a couple lanterns that are are still burning. That definitely have four hour oil. So if there were people here, they were here within four hours. You know all of that. <laughs> Michael, what did you get?
2: 16. I'm looking for anything divine. Again, there's
1: nothing that stands out. Uh, and Doug, when you do your sweep, it's the same thing. Like, there's residual energy that's fading, but there's no concentration of it here on the boat. Are there people on, on the Arcadia? There's no one on the Arcadia. There's a couple people on the docks around here, but it's it's pretty much nighttime now. It's about an hour after, you know, uh, sun sunset. So there's not a lot of people in the area right now. Whose ship is that? That is LaFleur's ship. That is one of LaFleur's ships.
5: Is there like a guard presence?
1: Yeah. There's no one guarding it. There's, again, a couple people like once in a while walking past, but there's no one on this ship.
5: And there's no city guard? like around or anything like that? None
1: in this area. I mean, again, there might be a patrol that walks past, like in the 10 minutes you guys are there, but it doesn't seem like they're on patrol. It's just coincidental. They're just casually chatting as they walk back towards the main city. Do you, uh, would someone need a
3: crew to man the Arcadia in order to sail it out of the canal?
1: Yeah, you would, you would need the minimum, basically, of what you got here. You know, about six people to get that ship out of the canal. We need to
3: sneak into the Arcadia, I guess, or at least sneak closer to it to get a better look. Um,
2: okay, strike team one, then. Doro, Rena, Automil. Uh The rest yeah. of us, stay up here. Keep watch.
3: We'll sweep in if we have to. It's going to be important that we probably need to stick close to Automil, uh, in case we need to, like, leave quickly. <laughs>
1: So you are close. This boat now, so you run a warehouse. Then there's like a dock in front of you that's about maybe 50 feet wide. And then there's the Arcadia. So you're like
2: 60 feet away from it right now.
3: Yeah. Okay. Uh. Yeah. Then I turn to the two. Well, see,
2: because the three of us, like, uh, okay, so Zion, Haldier, and Para, if we're the three of us are together, then at least Para and I can fly. So we, right. and yeah. I can like lift Haldir with me if we need to. Yeah. Also, uh,
1: he's
4: got guns. Also,
2: and also, he has a guns, and also, right. I do have one speed force if I need to. And uh, I have
4: one teleport if I have to. Yeah, right.
3: that's good, yep. too. Okay.
4: Yeah, so, we if, we, if
2: things go south right now, we could disappear. But the reason why I'm sending in not all of us at once into this boat is because if we're all, like, in one place when, it like, shit blows up, then we don't have, like, a backup plan. This is, like, our backup plan. We have, we have extra forces here.
1: But we can see you.
2: Like no, I agree.
3: This is good. Um, okay, so, so Doro, I, in yeah. fact,
1: Doug, if you leave Michael your spyglass, He'll be able to literally see your dots in the ship, like if it was infrared, right? Because oh. they will be able yeah. to see the divinity of your dots moving in the ship.
3: Oh, if we had a way to communicate, you could be like Overwatch and be watching us go in and stuff. And if someone's like suddenly come to the boat, you could tell us.
2: We'll add that to the list. We'll add that to the list.
1: Have we determined whether or not the camera is um, it has sound? It doesn't. So your camera is only a camera. It's not a microphone, but with a little but, tinkering you. you know yeah. what,
2: Haldier? You, <clears> back <throat> when you were studying in uh, in the Spire, the Silver Spire, whatever it was called, would have learned, like, message or things like that.
1: Or play so like, points, oh, yeah. 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 In fact, you know what? Do, have you looked at your spells you recently, spells? I don't <laughs> I was know. Say was I like, literally <laughs> ever looked at my spells. I know hard. I gave you guys powers, so you're All like, right, here fuck we go. the spells. Right? So right. I have... Spells.
4: Blade so Ward, Eldritch Blast. Okay, so fourth level.
1: What just shit the damage people and make them cry? Here's my make elves
2: cry. Unseen. I'm pretty servant. sure I'm telepathic. If I need to be, I just haven't done it because I'm, I'm. I can cast abuse underlings. I'm level. Le, I'm level eight, and I'm a sorcerer. Wait, what Don't level? They have like, I also level eight. So I can cast like level five spells. What's a level right. five spell for a sorcerer? That yeah, I mean, you guys should have some
1: pretty good spells.
4: I have like unseen servant. Of course you do. Of course you do.
3: We <laughs> just cast
1: that every day.
3: <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Uh, uh, uh. Carry this.
5: <laughs> That's how it gets ready in the morning, you know? Like. Dress me. <laughs>
2: I want to be able to, like, you know, send a message, use my mind, uh, reach out with my divinity and tell Doro, run now, you know, or whatever I need to do.
1: Totally. And Doro would be the one because if he's got to get yep. him out,
2: that'd be the one. Yep. So I stay connected to Doro in his mind. Mine, friend. <laughs> ah, my-
1: Where are you teleporting, uh, Rena and Automil, and yourself? Like, are you just going to teleport from where you are directly onto the deck? Are you going to drop down and sneak onto the deck? What are you going to do here?
5: Well, like, where do we want to go? Do you want to go to, like, Capstan's quarters? Or do we want to, like, because, like, that's where paperwork and, like, I would think, and, like, the comings and goings of the warehouse would be.
1: Right. Rina's already got, like, a monocle out and, like, a little <laughs> pipe and a little, you know, a little Sherlock Holmes hat. God. Uh, uh, so, yeah, no,
3: I just teleport us onto the deck of the ship.
1: Okay, so without even saying anything, you just grab these two of yes. them you're just yes. there. Yes.
3: Yeah. we're going to be on the deck now. I draw my dagger and I start, like, I head towards where generally the captain's cabin is.
1: Automil's following your lead here. He just kind of hunches down and just follows directly behind you.
3: While I'm going, if there are any kind of containers with the uh, explosion stuff uh, anywhere, I'm kind of fucking kind of
1: remembering that's there type of thing. There are drag marks all over this deck, heavy scratch drag marks. There's a couple barrels that definitely looked like they had that acid in them that are empty or used or broken. This ship was unloaded in a hurry. And there's a lot of damage to it. Like railings are broken. There's actually a part of the deck that's been broken open to allow easier to access inside. Of the inside. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, they ripped this ship apart to unload it as fast as possible.
5: So did it, does it look like abandoned to the effect that they probably won't be coming back to it?
1: This is a, this is a trap.
3: <laughs> They've taken the acid and put it in there for us to go and find them and fall into. Like, this is a fucking trap. Anyway. It uh, always is. I burned uh, this fucking <laughs> ship to the ground. No, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that can be arranged. So
1: like they definitely took everything off the ship. Like it was all towards where the gang gangplank is. Like this was like whatever they did, they took a ton of stuff off this ship in a hurry.
3: Right, right. Um, but I'm still going to head to the cabin to try and break into it or at least uh, search it for traps and then just go in it.
1: I would like you to roll um, Search for Traps, however we do that in d and Yeah, how do we do this again? Is this just perception? It's just Thieves' Tools. <laughs> uh, you just, yeah, just roll, just roll me a perception, yeah.
3: So 10, so, so...
1: You don't find any traps, and the door is locked. Oh, okay. Um, then, sleight of hand? Yeah, roll that, and you should have, like, a plus 8 or something on that one.
3: Uh, 20, not natural.
1: Pops right open. It's not a complicated lock, it's just a standard lock, the door swings and creaks open, and there is a very messy, very dark, main captain's cabin in front of you. That's like a whole desk turned over, like this place has been ransacked.
3: I would like to search to see if I can find anything along the lines of something like a candle to light the room, uh, and then some kind of like, maybe paperwork signifying different things such as, like, what was this ship doing? Where was it going? Why is it here now? Uh, where is it headed? Who's in charge of it? Uh,
1: stuff like that. And Kelly, what are you doing?
5: Um, Rena's going to stay near the door of the cabin, and she's going to, like, bring it back so it looks almost closed, but she's going to keep it kind of open, Yeah. and then she's just going to be, like, she's basically on surveillance. She's just kind of, you know, glancing <laughs> out, making sure nothing's
1: There's just this thin band of light over one eye and the tip of an arrow as you're looking out (laughs) through this. All right. Excellent. Okay, Doug, then I would like you to roll uh, investigation. That's a thing. That is a thing. Very good. Uh, I got a nine. You're searching around. It's pretty ransacked. Do You feel like there's more stuff here, right? Like you could search this cabin for a while.
2: But what's our automobile doing? Yeah, it was Aramiel.
1: Automil. Oh, you know what? That's a good point. Aramiel will help you, search. So go ahead and roll that with advantage. Well, that one was a three. Thanks for the help, Automil. He's like looking around, but you're just like, you know, looking at all, like, like like piles of trash. And after a while, Aramiel's like, oh, well, you know, and then I'm going to have him roll. <laughs> He's going to look on his own. So six, 16 plus one is 17. So at some point, Aramiel like directs you away from the trash and drops a <laughs> logbook in front of you. Perhaps this Would be helpful, aha! As you guys, I found it, yeah. So, you guys <laughs> <laughs> flip through it, and what you learn is that this is one of Baron LaFleur's ships, and it traveled from Capena to the Southern Shield to the Sun Sea and now to Skyhaven. So, that's where it was before it was here.
2: I'm not sure where the Sun Sea is. Where is the Sun?
1: The Sun Sea is in, Br- um, not Brennus. um, Wessel,
2: Russell?
1: Wessel. Thank you.
2: Okay, so I did a big circle there. So it started Basically, up at yeah. the it did a loop. At the evil libertarians, and then like went over to like the, the evil communists and then went over to like uh,
1: <laughs> the farm <laughs> communists, the worst <laughs> type of communist. No, I was is the about is there one fucking song about grain after the next.
5: Right. Are there dates <laughs> and is do the, the dates line up to when we were in Capena?
1: I don't even know. I couldn't answer that, but let's, oh, let's like, would just as- no. Yeah. I mean, let's just assume no. Let's assume okay. that it's close, like you guys were with with within a week, I would say, of each other. Okay,
2: okay. okay. Just out of curiosity, what I think Rena is looking for, yeah. have they been chasing us, or have it we does been not following look them? Like, doesn't I mean, look it doesn't look like looks it's like, anything
1: to do with us. It, it looks like you guys got close to each other, coincidentally, but they don't appear to have been like actively tracking, which just doesn't line up. But yeah, it's not connected.
3: So it, they, the acid isn't for us, it's for So they've been else.
2: on their own little journey. So they've
3: been, they're know? sailing yeah. around getting all the acid to do they've something. They've got their
1: own lives. It doesn't all revolve around you. <laughs> it does.
3: <laughs> it should. What? <laughs> uh, other than that, uh, if there's anything valuable, I'm always looking
1: to lift that. So these are the things you find next. You guys spent about 10 minutes looking through all this crap. You find seven crimson velvet pouches. Each bearing Baron Lafleur's seal, he's a terrible smuggler, he puts his fucking seal on everything. Each bearing Baron Lafleur's Lef- seal and containing 100 gold each. So each is like a little pouch of 100 gold, like they were all carefully measured out in advance for whatever.
5: And Doro's not sharing this, I assume. He's just stashing uh, this. Hold on,
3: teammate. I throw Autumnil and Rena both a bag.
1: Oh, cool, cool, cool. And I put the rest of it in my pocket. He'll happily take that. You find a large garnet paperweight worth about 90 gold. You kind of hold it up to the light, quickly evaluate that. You find a whale a whalebone letter opener, the platinum and emerald handle made to look like an octopus and is 150 gold. You find an envelope with several receipts, handwritten on gilded parchment, all from an inn called the mill. And the last thing you find is a worn leather wallet with strange stitching. And inside this leather wallet is paper currency that is unknown to you. Is it green? It's green. It says Kadaria. And on the $100 bill, there's a picture, and you swear it looks like a drawing of old Hall Deer. As you flip through this wallet, there's a couple other things in it. There's an, I, there's an ID for like a for something called a taxi cab company. And there's like a big orc that's, it's his picture and apparently his identification. And as you open it up and look in the back past the money, there's an image. It's like a drawing, but if a drawing was perfect, if a drawing perfectly captured something for our eyes, this is a Polaroid picture, right? And as you pull it out, it's an image of like a glass and steel box with large rubber wheels, and it's rolling through this fantastic city of steel and glass. And in this horseless carriage, seated in the back, very clearly, is Haldir. Thank you for joining us for season six of God's Fall. We are busy editing the rest of our episodes for this season and preparing to record the final chapter of information on episode release dates soon. You can find links to our Twitter feed and other updates on GodsFall.com For ad-free episodes, early releases, bonus episodes, print-ready maps, and my DM's notes, head over to Patreon.com slash GodsFall You can also listen to ad-free episodes and bonus content by subscribing to the show on Apple Podcasts Our theme and many of the sound effects you hear in the show were created by BattleBards. Check them out at BattleBards.com. And we'll see you next time in the world of the Five Kingdoms.
6: And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream.
0: So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.
1: This show was produced and edited by Dead Ghost Productions. Find out more about us and all the shows we make at
2: deadghostpro.com.